You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week, we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to episode 34. I just know you'll love today's guest, Annie. Her story is not only inspiring, but it's also a testament in trusting God and the power of faith. Hi, Annie. Thank you so much for joining me today. Maria, I'm so glad to be with you on the show today. Could you tell me a little bit about your small business journey and how you started the Vintage Sparrow? Absolutely. I would love to. So Maria, it really just was an organic process. Um, I went on a missions trip to Kenya, East Africa back in 2014, and I needed to raise money to go. Much of my 20s, I spent doing international missions work and just loved it so much. Had an amazing husband, still have that amazing husband that blessed me on all of those adventures and journeys and always had to raise money. So for the trip to Africa, I started making friendship bracelets, super simple, and raised all the money to go. And when I got back, I had so many women and friends in my community that said, Annie, can you make a piece of jewelry with this word on it or this phrase or this scripture? And in that moment, I just saw a need. And I've always been super creative. And so I've always had my hands in something creative. So I started making jewelry with scriptures on it and different inspiring words and just really saw that women need a daily affirmation that they can wear and just be reminded of truth every day in the crazy world that we live in at times. And so from that point forward, we're seven years in now, and it is a faith-based company. I'm a Christian myself. And so I would love to take all credit for it, but I can honestly say just my everyday yes, not exactly knowing where the next opportunity was going to come from, but my everyday yes has led us to the point we're at now, which is in over 300 stores across the nation and you know on the national platform of QVC. So it's just been a wild journey. So I just keep saying yes every day. And the Vintage Sparrow was born in that moment. Didn't really try to make it happen, but it just kind of happened. Wow, that's amazing. That's a lot to accomplish in seven years. I love the name too. Could you tell me how you came up with that? Oh, it's such a fun story. <laughs> I've had other people <laughs> ask too. So we had a dear friend that was living with us for a short time. And during that time, when I was preparing for that mission trip to Africa, and then she was still staying with us whenever I'd gotten back from the trip, she's a creative a web designer and branding and marketing and does all of that. And she was a friend that called a business out in me before I could even see it in myself. She was the one oh, that wow. said, yeah, she said, Annie, I think this is turning into something. Her name was Casey. And I said, oh, girl, I don't think so. I, I, you know, it's just something I'm doing for fun. She said, no, I think you need to come up with a name. So her and I sat on my couch one evening. Of course, I love vintage. Like I said, I love the, you know, bohemian and just kind of that earthy vibe. And so, okay, the vintage, let's think of some different names. The vintage, we went off with really funny names, the vintage tree, the vintage, all these weird names. And we came up with bird names, the vintage cardinal, the vintage sparrow. We said, that's it. It just both clicked. And so in that moment, it became came the Vintage Sparrow. And uh, it's been that ever since. So fun story. Yeah. (laughs) What a great friend too. So good to have those people in your life who can see the gold in you and call it out even when you don't see it in yourself. And she was really a catalyst that helped push me and lead me into the places I'm at now. I've had a few friends that have done that. I'm thankful for friendships like that. Oh, for sure. So I was wondering, how do you decide on the number of pieces that you want to have in your shop? That's such a good and hard question. (laughs) 
(laughs) So when we first started, I did not go into business with any kind of um, business background, marketing background, any of that stuff. I just went in with a passion and I saw a need. And originally we probably had, as it grew over the first year and a half, probably 150 pieces. And so over time, I learned that when you're learning to scale for wholesale and for larger quantities, you really kind of have to hone in on what are your top sellers? What, for me, what is speaking to people the most? We kind of dwindled down, which was so hard because every piece my heart feels connected to. Of course. Um, But we have four different categories. And I would say in each category, we have between 10 and 15 designs that kind of fluctuates from time to time. But it it is really important, especially as you're wanting to scale for growth, to be able to have a set amount. I would really tell people in their beginning stages, I have a friend who has started a clay earring business. They're stunning, beautiful. And I've recommended, you know, 12 to 15 pieces to start with. That's not so overwhelming. And then as you grow, you can kind of move into a little bit more. It's hard because you feel connected to every piece and you want to keep them all, you know? Exactly. I know. And I always suggest maybe making a portfolio or a little lookbook so people can see the pieces. It just feels like you're not throwing them out the window. It still feels like they're a part of you somewhere, (laughs) but you don't have to offer them for sale per se. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So you were saying we, does that mean you have a pretty big team working for you now? I do have a big team. I have an amazing assistant that helps. And then I have another girl who helps run our shop. So we have our workspace here in Hendersonville, Tennessee, right outside of Nashville. And then we also have a shop space that we open up every Saturday. And then we are now working with QVC and if, you know, a few other larger companies. And so we have contract work where we will bring in 10 to 15 girls at a time. And they will work with us strategically on a project for, at one point it was six weeks, another point it was a month, just kind of depends on the size of the project. And then we also have a group that goes out and works local shows. Nashville is super supportive of the creative community here. And so, of course, prior to COVID, you know, we do shows every weekend in the fall. We've scaled back just a little bit for the safety of our team. But, you know, we've got a good group of women. And then I also have an ambassador team that I pour into that's got about 24 women. So we're, we're quickly spreading. (laughs) That's great. And how did that process begin? If you first started, say online with one shop with your online store, how did you grow that into retailers? And then eventually, was it you who made that call to QVC or did they find you? Yes. So, you know, I was making all of the jewelry myself in the beginning. And I have to be honest, Maria, I was at a local show. I used to do all of the shows myself. One of the defining moments was I I went to one of my first shows and I made like a thousand dollars. And I was like, people really want this. I mean, it was just that moment. And I really think that it was a blessing from God because I needed, I mean, he had a plan for me to do this. You know, I I would love to say this is just what I dreamed up, but it was really a God dream that I'm just living out, you know, but I just saw in that moment that people actually want what I'm putting out there. And so that's what really started building the momentum. And then at another show, I had a um, boutique owner come up to my booth. And she asked if I did wholesale. This is in the beginning days. And I have just learned to say yes. I've learned to say yes. I didn't even know what it was, but I said, Mm -hmm. we sure do. (laughs) And so, of course, with Google and God, 
you can do mm-hmm. anything. I have a good exactly. friend that says that. <laughs> and so, um, I mean, we're just, we have so much knowledge and access at our fingertips now with the internet. And, and if you're willing and wanting and desiring to grow and do something, you have access to it. You don't have to have all the background and the schooling. I'm proof of that. But I had a lady ask a boutique owner if we would do wholesale. And so I Googled it and I went in and I did another deal that was around that same amount. And it was just in that moment where my confidence, just little moments along the journey where my confidence was built. And I got to a point where, of course, I was going to go to shows. I went to shows where women would deeply connect. I mean, we would have women walk into the booth and they would begin weeping. And we're just, we are a faith-based company. And I'm always prayerful that the presence of the Lord would just saturate, you know, that atmosphere that we're at. And and he did and still does. Um, So just saw a need. And so it went from there and it grew and we did one wholesale account and then moved into a few hundred. And then on the opportunity with QVC, I have to say that was another just God door. Uh, I was at a show and had a really sweet lady come up to the booth in Franklin, Tennessee as a shopper. And um, she just really connected with the pieces and we just made a really sweet connection. And Maria, I kept running into her. I ran into oh. her at like three shows. <laughs> and so, you know, with that confirmation, when that just keeps happening, you know, you better listen. Right. And so come to find out, it, it was probably nine months to a year later, she contacted me and she said, Annie, I work as a buyer with QVC. And I really think that they would enjoy your pieces. I really think they would be well-received. And it was just in that moment, we've had many interesting and fun opportunities, but I knew in my spirit in that moment, this is a yes. And so this is that next step for us to spread the gospel message across the nation. And so, so it's been a cool journey. Wow. So how did you handle that? Because I know I had heard an interview and somebody else had mentioned that when you are going to go on QVC, that you have to have X number of pieces prepared and ready to go out. So was it all hands on deck for that? Big show for the first time. Very much all hands on deck. You know, it's funny. I'm glad that I did not know all the work that was going to go into that initial order (laughs) because I may have said no, no, not really. (laughs) But um, but you know what? It was so worth it. We had an incredible group of women, young women that partnered up with us on that project, and we got it done. I mean, to be honest with you, me and my assistant, a couple other girls, were up at our office at almost two o'clock in the morning, the night before the audit came. So they audit before you send everything out. They, they oh. bring the guy in to do an audit. And it's it's a rigorous process, you know, as it should be. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great investment for them as well. But it is a lot of work. Even flew to QVC Studios in Philadelphia and you have to test and go on air and pass the test and all those things. So it's definitely a process that I did it. I did it. I can say I did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did notice that there was some phone conversations as opposed to you being an on-person guest. So do you get to pick which one you want to do or is it just COVID related? It is COVID related. And I went in February, flew out there to do the training. So much fun, very exhilarating, exciting, and was supposed to go back in April and be on air. And they've never done the Skype thing on the regular. Um, that's strictly because of COVID. So wow. with that happening, my last three air dates have been through Skype, but you know, it's, it's still been really well received. And of course we're hopeful to get back to normal because being able to connect with someone on the television screen, kind of in real life time with the host to me makes more of a personal connection, but it's gone really well thus far. 
That sounds amazing. What an opportunity. So how much in advance do you need to prepare for this? Yeah. So typically they'll, you know, look at what did really well and then they'll come back and say, we want this many pieces and this many pieces. And you're able to give your timeline of this is when we can do it, you know, within reason. Of course, a company like that doesn't want to wait three or four months. So you have to really have just the preparation of heart that you're going to be financially investing a lot to make all the product because we make everything. It's made here in Nashville. And so that's a a big Mm -hmm. undertaking, which is, you know, part of our heart. They do give you a little bit of time to do that, but you're always working on a time. That's for sure. We're actually working now with them on our spring release and I cannot wait. It's a whole different look and we're super excited about sharing it with all the viewers. As you may already know, I'm a huge fan of selling on Etsy. I've had over 10 years of selling my jewelry and digital cards there. And to be honest, it is by far the easiest platform to navigate. It takes no time at all to list an item with a smartphone. And really, that's how I get most of my products in my shop. To make it easier for you to get started, I'm sharing a link in the show notes for you to open your shop with 40 free listings. That should motivate you to finally take that first step and get your shop online. If you're looking to finally open your store with absolutely nothing to lose, now is the time to try Etsy. Now back to the show. Could you also just describe what your pieces look like? I just don't know if I'm going to do it justice if I try to describe it. Absolutely. So we have our classic designs, which is a brass bezel and it has a glass overlay. And then I do all of the design work. So underneath that glass overlay, you're going to find different inspiring messages, scripture phrases. And then we also have our minimal collection. The minimal theme here in Nashville is super popular. So we get a lot of that request, which is very simple for people that like more of a simple look. It has the stamping on it, of course, with empowering words, because we believe in the power of words and that's who we are. We have our bohemian look, which is one of my personal favorites with the fun feathers and different things like that. And then we also have our Serenity Stone collection, which is one of our newest collections. And it's got the earth tone stones, the bracelets and the necklaces. And it's just a beautiful look with a little extra sparkle. So it's been fun as we've watched the line evolve because it started with just the classic pieces with the metal necklace and then the glass overlay, but it's evolved into much more than that. I love the small minimalist pieces. Those are so cute. Could you tell us what's next for the Vintage Sparrow? What's next? (laughs) That's always (laughs) a fun question, especially when you're following the leading of the Lord. You know, I live such a life of surrender. Ultimately, as the founder of the company, Maria, I just, I have a passion and I know a mandate all my life to empower and inspire women. And I am in the process of writing a book. And of course, I I personally do speaking engagements, doing more of that. So I would say what's next is just a new level of surrender from my heart to the Lord for new opportunities to spread the message of hope. As far as our jewelry, we are in the works on doing some fun and new things, kind of an elevated line. And so we're excited about that. But, you know, it's fun when people ask me that because I have lived such a journey of saying yes to the Lord and surrender through this process. That's just my personal journey of faith that it's worked for me. It's really, really worked. And so if people say, what's your next five years look like? I I have an idea, but Mm -hmm. I'm always like, Lord, wherever you want to lead us, show us the way. 
And so if, if it has anything to do with inspiring women and empowering women on a greater scale and a greater level, I'm in. So that's what I see for us. Yeah. And it must feel like some of the fear is removed when you have a bigger vision. I think that definitely must feel way different than the stressed business owner who's really trying to hone in on on small things. Yes, I totally agree. And it can be so easy. I know in my beginning days, I did get so just had kind of that micromanager mentality of focusing in on all the little you know, but as we've grown, I'm able to see the bigger vision and the bigger picture and also the power of delegation. You know, as you do grow, you're able to pass on tasks to different people, which frees you up to really be the visionary, which yeah. is exciting. Yeah. And I think for some business owners, that is a little difficult, though, to, to pass on some responsibility oh, and yes. control. <laughs> Yes, very much. So. That was probably one of the hardest things for me is you feel like you're taking your little baby and you're, <laughs> you're just handing it into the you know, hands of someone new. But for, you know, for you to go to that next level and that new place, you know, I don't believe that great things are done in I, they're done with we. Exactly. And so you have to have that core of people around you. And they also carry your heart and carry your vision. And they're out there. How do you find the people that you want to put on your team? For me, my background was in ministry. And so I was connected to a lot of incredible, amazing women that I'd been a part of with events and things in the past. So at this point in time, I have hired from within of people that I know. Some people would say that's a little risky, heart gets involved. And of course it does. But at the same time, when you're hiring people that you know, you know, you can trust them. You know, they're going to carry the heart of the company well, because they've watched it. They've watched it grow. And if they love you as a person, they're going to love the company as well. So I know everybody would probably have a different opinion on that. But for me, it's worked well. That's great advice. I think it was my sister-in-law when I asked her how she hired, she likes to hire people that are followers or fans of her business. And it makes all the sense in the world because they're already invested with their heart. Mm. And what advice, Annie, would you have for other small business owners wanting to scale their business or maybe even attempt to be on a big platform like QVC? Absolutely. You know, Maria, I would say the key to success and to move to the next level in any area of life is consistency. Of course, when you're in the beginning stages of building something, you want to see that you're meeting the need of people. You want to see that there's a desire for the product. And I have to tell you, I had had my hands in a lot of different creative ventures and created things and even sold different things and tried some different stuff before I landed what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. So we can't be afraid to fail. You know, it's okay to step out there and try a few different things. But eventually something's going to stick and something's okay. going to feel like this is this. Feel, I feel passionate about this. Like exactly. I feel perp- I come alive in a new way as I'm doing this. And, and those are those moments where you need to be in, intuitive and in tune with your heart. Like this actually, this really makes a part of me come alive. And then when people are receiving it, and then as you begin to tap into your friend circles, that's how it started with me of people that wanted it. We have such a vast ability to promote things within our social media realms now. And so that's how it happened with me. When I got back from my trip to Africa, I just started sharing some of my inspiring pieces on Facebook. And my friend community said, I want this one, or I want that one, or I want this. And then you just grow from there. But really, to me, it's all about consistency, staying consistent, even when you think, you know what, 
I want to throw in the towel because I'll tell you, I still have those moments, (laughs) even in the big opportunities that we're walking in now. I don't know that those moments, you know, ever leave um, because entrepreneurship isn't for the faint at heart, but just staying consistent. Yes. I find that to be so true when I have a, a big order, it always feels a little crippling. Like, do I want to do this? Because there's a lot of details I might have to figure out still, or maybe I don't have the right cards to put the jewelry. And so it's just so it's overwhelming. But I always say, you know what, just one tiny itty bitty little piece at a time. And before you know it, you're doing it. That's it. That's exactly yeah. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. So where can we find your beautiful pieces? Yes. So for those that are maybe local to Nashville, they're listening. We do have a shop space that's open on Saturdays from nine to one at 713 West Main Street, Suite 102 in Hendersonville, Tennessee. And then for those that are not local, we have our website at www.thevintagesparrowjewelry.com. And of course, we're on Instagram under The Vintage Sparrow and also on Facebook. Perfect. Annie, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Well, thank you so much for having me. And for those that are listening and maybe you're just, you're tempted or you have a desire to step out. I just want to encourage you today to step out, take that step of faith, try something new, see what makes you come alive, find your passion because the world needs what you have to give. Absolutely. Thank you, Annie. That was beautiful. Absolutely. You're so welcome. Well, there you have it, my friend, another talented handmade CEO empowering women through her business. After I stopped recording, I had a conversation with Annie about the power of faith. We talked about what it was like to openly proclaim your faith as part of your business. I admire Annie's ability to share her beliefs, and I'm certain that her success is directly tied to that decision. Oftentimes, as small business owners, we want to be all things to all people. Due to the fear of missing out on a few customers, we tend to lose our direction. If we follow Annie's lead and we embrace what our business stands for, we'll engage the right people. And remember, as Annie's friend so graciously said, with Google and God, you can do anything. Annie is offering 20% off of your purchase, so be sure to visit the show notes. As always, you can find this and past offers on the offers page at thehandmadeceo.com. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job 